Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about why does the church do that in regard to worship? All right, welcome back to this uh, series that we're continuing on why does the church do that? Uh, last week, we talked about evangelism mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, and um, definitely wanted to continue the plug that we put put in last week. If you have any questions about why does the church do that, um, reach out to us. Let us know your questions. You can send us an email, send us a Facebook message, um, uh, you know, all the different ways that you can contact us, and, yeah. and let us know what your questions are, uh, if you have any, as far as why does the church do that specific thing or why does the church do that in a certain way um and so today we're going to be talking about worship um uh you know there's so many different parts to worship though chris um like we can talk about um the the way that we worship the way that we sing uh different aspects to our worship um we can talk about like we did last week some of the expedients um that we use in our worship um there's just so many different things to talk about but i think what we're going to start with is the lord's supper right Yes, yeah, I think the goal is to just talk about a bunch of different uh, aspects of worship and, yeah. and how we, um, I guess, really how we go about doing those things and why we go about doing them the way that we do them. Yeah, so um, to start with the Lord's Supper, um, I guess it's going to be easiest as we talk about this uh, as far as like why do we do um, that a certain way, or, or why do we partake the Lord's Supper a certain way and a, a certain day and a, a certain manner, you know, uh, yeah. to kind of just talk about the way that we do it first, you know. Um, so the Lord's Supper is partaken of um, every week yeah. on the first day of the week, yeah. on, on Sunday when all the Christians are gathered together, you know, we gather together Sunday morning, uh, Keller, we gather at 10 a.m. for our worship and um, during that time of worship, we partake the Lord's Supper together. Yes. And, uh, before COVID, the way we went about that was, uh, we had a bunch of trays with, um, the unleavened bread and a bunch of trays with the fruit of the vine yep. and, um, had a prayer, uh, for the bread, passed it out. Everyone, uh, broke that and, and ate that. And yep. then we had a prayer for the fruit of the vine, mm-hmm. passed that out. Everyone took a cup and drank. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Post COVID, um, because of uh, scare of germs and and whatnot, that way yeah. uh, everyone has their individual uh, cups yeah. uh, where you have the bread on, on one side and then the the fruit of the vine on the other. Yeah, and we still have uh, the prayer for each of those emblems, and we have the a man up there to to speak on each of those things, um, give people things to think about, to meditate on as we are all preparing our minds to remember Christ and his death. And, um, and then we kind of close from there. And so that's really the way that we do it. But I guess, um, I'll toss it to you first and you can toss it right back to me, um, as we go through this conversation. But why do we, why do we do things a certain way? Let's start with why do we do it every single week? Well, the the reason we do it every single week is, uh, you know, the, the Christians met the first day of the week. We, we read that in Acts chapter 20, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe believe other places, but that, that's one of the primary ones. And, and we know that they partook of um, partook of bread, and they partook of uh, fruit of the vine. They, uh, they communed, and they had communion. They remembered the Lord's death. 
on the first day of the week. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. died on the first day of the week, and so the Lord's Supper is is a uh, a memory. It is a um, it's in, in remembrance of that death, and so yeah. we do it on the first day of the week to remember that. You know, this is symbolically the day that Jesus died. Yep. And we remember that. We we try and uh, center well, our thoughts and our minds on that. Yeah, it, it was um, uh, in, in Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 23, you can kind of read about um, uh, the institution of the Lord's Supper. And yeah. it was um, a way for for Christians everywhere to uh, memorialize Christ's death. Yes. So, yeah. And so we, you know, we, we partake of the fruit of the vine then. You know, 1 Corinthians 11 kind of talks about uh, the way in which the, the brethren in Corinth partook of the supper. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't right. And it says, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Mm-hmm. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so we do this the first day of the week, every week, in remembrance of Christ's death. Yeah. Uh, to, to understand that he died for us. He died for me. He died for you. He died for everybody that's listening. And, yeah. um, and, and so that's, uh, that's a, that is why we do it every week, and that's why we do it on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Yeah. Well, and, and to back up uh, what you referenced in Acts 20, uh, yeah. as far as um, the Christians met on the first day of the week, uh, starting in verse 7 of Acts chapter 20, um, it says, On the first day of the week, when the, when we were gathered together to break bread. Now, yeah. uh, Acts 20, it was... Uh, well, the whole book of Acts was written by Luke. And so yeah. you see there that he says, when we were gathered together to break bread, that indicates Luke is um, present as he's writing this. He's not just writing about Paul and his missionary journeys at the time. He is Correct. present with Paul. And so he says, when we were gathered together, and then he says, to break bread, yes. um, which sometimes refers to, um, you know, just a, just a meal, eating. just a, uh, yeah, eating, just a, um, a time to, to sit down and, and have a, a meal, um, yeah. whatever that, that may look like. Um, but scholars everywhere, it's kind of like the nine out of 10 doctors recommend a certain kind of toothpaste. You know, it's like nine crest. out of, yeah, <laughs> crest toothpaste. Um, nine out of 10 scholars are, are in agreement that, um, the, words in Greek that Luke is using here in Acts chapter 20 is to partake of the Lord's Supper when he says to break bread. Um, yeah. uh, so he says, on the first day of the week, we were gathered together to break bread. Now, what's yeah. really cool, realizing that that Luke is the one that wrote Acts, um, specifically Acts chapter 20, verse 7 here. He says, on the first day of the week, when we were gathered to break bread, back up all the way to the gospel account that Luke recorded. In yeah. chapter 24 of the gospel of Luke, he says, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking taking the spices they had prepared. Yeah. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so 
the purpose of the Lord's Supper is to remember Christ's death and it's partaken on the first day of the week as Luke records there in Acts chapter 20. Um, And he uses the exact same wording when he describes the tomb being found empty on the first day of the week. And so um, I just find it really interesting that um, the same author who wrote about uh, Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection, um, also wrote about the church being established throughout the book of Acts and um, uses the same words to describe the the same day that Christ rose as the same day that that the Christians met together in order to break bread, in order to partake of the Lord's Supper. Um, And then as you were talking, you were reading through 1 Corinthians 11 there um, about, you know, they were doing this every single week. They were meeting every week. Um, And... um, and in addition to that, we see other times that the Christians gathered together. Um, in 1 Corinthians 16, he says, now, con- um, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, uh, yeah. giving them more instructions. And he says, now concerning the collection for the saints, you know, he's talking about contribution here. He's talking yeah. about an offering. Um, yeah. And he says, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this is, we see through um, examples outside of of scripture yeah. that the Christians met almost every single day. We see that a little bit throughout the book of Acts, you know, that they met yeah. every day. Um, Acts 2, 42 through 47 talks yeah. about that. Yeah, they, they met every day. This was a, a, uh, a lifestyle uh, yes. for them. Like it wasn't just a yeah. thing that they did in their lives. But Paul is saying the, the specific time when you are – are assembling together as a whole, yeah. um, not just like, you know, gathering together as you would throughout the week with people who are yeah. very important in your life, but rather purposely gathering, for purposefully a, gathering. Yeah. And he, it's on the first day of, of, of every week, yeah. not just on, on the first day of, of the month or the, you know, the first day of every other week on yeah. the first day of every week, you know, Paul is, is referencing something that they know something yeah. that they're familiar with, something that he instructed them with while he was with them, yeah. that they are to to gather together every week on the first day of the week. Yeah. Um, and here he's referencing the collection, the contribution, the offering. Yeah. Um, but we also see that they the Lord's Supper, Lord's Supper, breaking bread, was yeah. the reason for that gathering, yeah. was the, the main reason for that gathering. Yeah. I, I think I actually must have, I must, uh, I misspoke earlier. Um when I said that Jesus died on the first day of the week, I think I said that. If I did, I, I messed up. I don't know. <laughs> he rose on the first day of the week. Yes. He died on Friday. Yes. Um, which is why we have Good Friday. Yes. And, yes. uh, Easter Sunday. So, so if I did misspeak and, and somebody here and that kind of cringed a little bit, I, I apologize. But, um, <laughs> if I didn't, then I apologize for nothing. Uh, but, but no, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons that we meet on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there really are, but the Lord's Supper is, and has to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, we, we are to commemorate what Jesus has done. We are to remember what Jesus has done. And, uh, you know, we, we weren't there when it happened, you know, so we, we don't remember it in the same way that these first century Christians might. We don't remember yeah. it in the same way that Peter would, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine Peter partaking of the Lord's Supper and crying every single time he partakes of it because yeah. he was there that night. Yeah. You know, and he, he denied Jesus three times. And then uh, I believe it's, uh, it's either Luke or John, but he looks up and he sees, he sees Jesus. Jesus looks at him after the rooster crows. 
and he 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 runs away weeping. Yes, yeah. and and I I can just imagine every single time Peter partakes of the Lord's heartbroken. supper, just heartbroken. Yeah, and and I think I think a lot of times we we go through the action of it, the rote. We just well, that's what I was it. about to bring up. Yeah. You know, when when we ask the question, why does the church do that? Why does the church partake of the Lord's supper? Every single week, like why not just on Christmas and Easter, or yeah. or maybe Special maybe occasions. once a quarter? Yeah, um, you know the the argument against it would be, you know, it might lose its its significance. You know, I yeah. mean, we we've used scripture um here to to kind of show this is why uh, the church does this. This is why we believe that that we should be partaking of the Lord's Supper. Um, on the first day of the week and, yeah. and partaking of it every week, but yeah. then um, that may not be enough for some people. People, yep. maybe that one out of ten dentists who doesn't recommend Crest, <laughs> the one out of ten theologians who says that doesn't mean partaking the Lord's Supper, and so Scripture is not enough for them to say, um, yes, we should be doing this every single Sunday on on the yeah. on the you know on Sunday, yeah. or um, even yeah, or that you can do it on like a Tuesday. Or, yeah, on Tuesday, Saturday night. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so um, people will say, you know, it, it loses its, its significance if you do it every single week. And yeah. and my question to that is, you know, do you only tell your wife you love her once a quarter? Because it may lose its significance if you tell her more often than that. Yeah. Do you just save the I love you for your wife on her birthday? Because if you tell her more than just on her birthday, it's going to lose its its significance. You're going to stop um, realizing what that means. But I heard a I heard a joke actually about yeah about that. Um, it's an older man, older woman, and um, you know they got they had gotten married 30, 40 years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, the wife you know says tells the husband you know you you never tell me that you love me, and he looks at her, he goes. I told you on the day that we were married. If anything changes, I'll let you know. And um, <laughs> if anything changes, if anything changes, right? Yep. And so, but no, I I think your point's valid, right? Like we, you know, I tell my wife I love her, probably in her mind ad nauseum. I tell her all the time, <laughs> yeah. right? Because that's what I grew up hearing from my parents. Yeah. And I just, it's just a reminder. Hey, love you, you yeah. know. And uh, and so I, I think. I don't think it loses its significance. I, I think if anything, it gains its value. Because yeah. it's well, if it's done in in, uh, in the right way, yes, you know, like yes. like you just said, it can become rote, it can yep. become routine. Yep. Um, if we let it become this mindless thing that that we're we, just eating a little bit of bread and drinking a little do. bit of grape juice, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that that's why it requires discipline. Um, mm-hmm. Which same thing with um, with anything that we do in life that we do regularly is it requires discipline. I mean, think about, um, you know, athletes, a lot of what they do is muscle memory. And if they don't have discipline in what they do, then they're just going to let this muscle memory carry them through. And they're not going to excel because they're just going to, going to get into this habit of, of every single time. Complacency. Yes. And so, um, it, it's the, you know, that way in, in nearly every aspect of our lives that we yeah. that we do regularly is we can become complacent if yeah. we are not disciplined in what we do. And yeah. so um, in my mind, when we have discipline with partaking the Lord's Supper, when yeah. when we are, are fully meditating, um, concentrating on it and thinking about uh, Christ's death, his sacrifice, mm-hmm. um and we do that every single week, yeah. then that's what makes a difference. If, if we go through that once a year or once a quarter, then it's going to be like, 
okay, I'm going to have to almost completely reset my my mind here as we prepare for this yeah. every couple of months. And and that's I would not feasible. Yeah, I and, would even go so far as to say if we're only doing it once a week, that's not enough. You know, we remember and we commemorate the Lord's sacrifice once a week with the Lord's Supper. Yes. But you had mentioned meditation yeah. and prayer and study. If we're not reading through the accounts, if we're not meditating about his death, his, his burial, his resurrection, if we're not thinking about those things, praying about those things more than once a week, it's going to be really hard when we, that once a week comes to stay focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll share how I how I stay focused during the Lord's Supper, and I, I would encourage you to do the same here because I think it's you know we we talk about being disciplined, and I think if we can share how we are disciplined, absolutely, I think that might be helpful. So. On the first Sunday of a month, I read Matthew, and I read the account in Matthew. This is the first gospel mm-hmm. within the New Testament. The second Sunday of the month, I go to Mark. Third Sunday, I go to Luke. Fourth Sunday, I go to John. And if there's a fifth Sunday, I go to Isaiah. Mm. And I read the the prophecy that Isaiah wrote in, in Isaiah 53. And I just try and read through the death. And there are some Sundays where I just need to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't open the Bible. I just I pray and I talk to God and apologize for the things in the week that I'd done and I ask for his mercy and forgiveness and I thank him for what he's done for me that allows that to be possible. Um, but but I really try and focus in on, you know, the end of all of those four gospel accounts where it talks about the death of Jesus. Yeah. The betrayal and and uh and so that's that's kind of how I, I stay focused on it. And I'm I'm curious to hear how you do. Yeah, so what I do actually is um one of the things that we have talked about in our uh in a past episode mm-hmm. um which it's we did an episode probably close to 2 years ago now. Um <laughs> it I don't know, we haven't been doing this for 2 years yet, have we? Yeah. We're coming up actually. It has yeah, been two I think years. we just hit that like like a this, week ago or so. This month. Yeah. Um anyway, so we probably did it a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an episode on spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. uh where we talked a, a whole lot about about meditation, about um, prayer, fasting, um, uh, intake of scripture, all kinds of different stuff that we talked about as far as, as spiritual disciplines go. Yeah. Um, and one of the spiritual disciplines that we talked about was read was praying through scripture. Um, in mm-hmm. other words, using the words of scripture to to guide your prayers. to guide your prayers. Yeah, yeah. One of the ways I like to think about it is to kind of feed your prayers. Um, yes. Uh, basically provide content to pray about, you yeah. know. And so that's actually what I do every Sunday. Um, okay. And uh, John's account is my favorite one, <laughs> which I don't know if I'm allowed to have a favorite, but John is my favorite. Um, mine, mine is Luke, so I yeah. So I, I think we're allowed to have a favorite, but we're um, definitely not allowed to prioritize one over the other. Yeah. So, but I go through uh, John every Sunday, and sometimes I I go through and, and read about his um, his arrest. Sometimes it's his trial. Sometimes I actually go to the crucifixion. Yeah. Um, just different parts of that night, and you just um, pray it. Yeah, and and use the words to to guide my prayer. Yeah, um, okay. and um, and I, I I don't I hate using words like I enjoy that because it's not about me whether I enjoy it whether or not I I like yeah. it or or something like that. But I find that to be the best way to focus my mind yeah. on Christ. Well, and it's hard to keep your mind focused for any amount of time, yeah. especially especially in today's culture. Um, I mean, we we are constantly inundated with with so many different things, and we are bombarded with advertisements and different 
things and our brains go from A to B to C to D so mm-hmm. fast and people's attention spans are shorter than, uh, than, than a child lock seatbelt. And like, it's just, I mean, don't have, don't have attention spans. Yeah. And, um, and so it's hard. It's hard yeah. to stay focused. And one of the things that, that I find difficult is reining my mind back in. You know, because I'll because things can, can so easily distract our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear a little kid crying across the auditorium, which I love that, I would much rather have kids crying in the auditorium than They're have not. a empty auditorium. Yeah, um, but that can become very easily distracting, especially because we hear it so much. I can recognize which kid is crying when I hear a cry, yeah. um, or even things like a cell phone going off. Somebody drops a pin because everybody is being quiet and focusing, and so somebody yeah. drops a pin and it falls on, yeah. or, on the, or the hard you, floor. And, you're praying about the things that you've done that week, and then you start thinking about, oh man, about what you did, about what week, you did, yeah. and then instead of focusing yep. on Jesus and, and on, on what he's done and on, on Lord's Supper, you're focusing now instead on what you did and how you could have done it differently and what you could, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, in my mind, wonders even so much too, even like if I have a little string on yeah. my on my suit coat, then I, like I completely get distracted, literally pulling on a string. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think that's one of the hardest things is to yeah. stay focused, but that that's a very important thing. And yeah. over the years, I have gotten better. I am not where I want to be. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's something that, you know, we, we just talked about the ways in which we ourselves stay focused, but that doesn't, I won't speak for you, but for me, it doesn't mean that I'm good at it or perfect yeah. at it or great at it or any of them. Like I, Which, uh, but like you just said, you're better than you used to be. Better it, it requires discipline. It does. And, and it requires um, practice and, yeah. and training and um and, and you've got to go through and you've got to focus yourself. You know, oh, it's time for the Lord's Supper. All right. Clear my mind. Yeah. Like I'm only focusing on this. Something else enters in. I, I have to block it out. Yeah. Um, and then it's just to, the repetition of doing that over and over and yeah. making it making it a priority. Yeah. And and when we use the word like discipline, some people will kind of scoff at that and be like, well, I don't want to go through something every week that is a burden, you know, to, yeah. to discipline yourself. but. Um, I just don't well, view, I don't view discipline that way. No, no, I, I know do. you don't. There, there are some people there who people do, do. And, and, and to that, I would say, you know, you, you'd be surprised that it very quickly becomes the highlight of your week. Yeah. You know, as, as you're talking about Peter, he fully understood what it meant to take the Lord's Supper, to yeah. remember Christ, to remember his Lord and, and his sacrifice. Yeah. And that hits differently when you fully understand what you're remembering. Yep. And so when you take the discipline, when you take the the time, the focus yeah. to fully understand what we're doing, then that's when it becomes a, I cannot wait until Sunday yeah. to, to not only commune with my brothers and sisters, yeah. but to commune with my Lord. Yeah. Um, and then it doesn't become a burden. Instead, it becomes a, a humbling moment of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, well, uh, I, I've enjoyed this discussion. I, I think we actually ended up talking a little bit longer about yeah, this we did. than, uh, we, we thought we would have, but yeah, um, well, I think this was probably one of the larger topics yeah. under the umbrella of worship yeah. that we kind of wanted to cover. Yeah. So. And there's, there's definitely still things that we could cover regarding this, but, oh yeah, um, there's always more, there's always more that can be said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, if you get two preachers in a room talking about something, they can go for hours on end. Oh yeah. But uh, for the sake of brevity, we, we hope that this has been enjoyable and Dylan, I'll let you, uh, let you close us out. Yeah. So uh, next week we'll uh, talk a little bit more about why does the church do that? And, um, 
So if you have any questions about why does the church do that and whatever that is uh, in your mind, send us a message. Uh, let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to to answer your question. And if we don't know it, to uh, find the answer and uh, and share that either with you personally in a, a reply, whether it be in email or Facebook, or make an entire episode about that topic. And so uh, reach out to us and let us know what your questions are, and we will continue the series probably uh, for a good portion of the summer I, is kind of what how I see this going. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Plenty I think, of material. Oh, yeah. There, there's so much to talk about. Why does the church do that? Um, and, um, a lot of it is, has just become, you know, oh, we just, that's the way we've always done it. And yeah. so the point of this series is to, to get out of that mindset that that's just the way we've always done it. Yeah. So, so let us know your questions and, and stay tuned with us throughout the summer as we go throughout this. So thank you all for, for your attention and, uh, tune in next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide... Uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with thank you all so much for all of your support we love you